2: now
4: So one of the craziest things that we're dealing with across the country, but specifically it's getting a lot worse in democratic cities, is retail theft, specifically organized retail theft, just running amok. And essentially, the way this ended up breaking down is that we had a bunch of left-wing prosecutors that were elected. Some states and local municipalities ended up passing laws that essentially got rid of all consequences for retail theft. Left in these specific areas. Now, people talk about this ballot initiative in California, for example, but in reality, it wasn't necessarily the ballot initiative itself that caused the problems, because what it did was say that all shoplifting under $950 is is in fact a misdemeanor, but that misdemeanor was still punishable by up to six months in jail. So that doesn't really on its own license you to be able to steal up to $950 because if you enforce that, that's not all that different from other laws that happen in other states in this country. Most states have a provision, it's usually called grand larceny, where up to a $1,000, it's a misdemeanor, but after a $1,000, it's a felony. You see, what actually started happening is that after certain reforms like this, we ended up seeing a bunch of left-wing district attorneys being put into power that refused to even prosecute the misdemeanor, that refused to prosecute the felony shoplifting. And once word got out that you could steal all of this and the charges would not only just be dropped, but a lot of times you wouldn't even be arrested for it, that's when the shoplifting just went crazy. Now, obviously, this was also fueled by the Black Lives Matter looting and all. All of that, which really damaged stores, but it's really the ongoing everyday looting that we're seeing actually get completely out of hand in a bunch of different places. Now, I've talked about this in the state of New York, where bail reform appears to be the culprit there, because people are guaranteed a same-day automatic release if they steal a bunch of stuff. San Francisco, obviously Chesa Boudin, refusing to prosecute anyone for anything, let alone prosecute organized retail theft. And all these other issues, but what we're going to talk about today is specifically issues that are happening in Southeast Portland, because reportedly this week, there are two Walmarts, the only two Walmarts in Southeast Portland or in Portland in total, but they just happen to be located in and about Southeast Portland, have decided to shutter their doors. They've decided to close, and a local news segment really brings on how devastating this is for the poor people in that area. Now, we're going to get into what's going on in Southeast Portland, but we have a sponsor, so let me toss it to the sponsor, then we'll come back over here and talk about it on the other side. Bad sleep is an epidemic in this country. 164 million Americans report poor sleep quality. This is one of the reasons why I'm using these amazing pills over at sleepwithajw.com. These pills have seven essential vitamins and minerals to help you get a great night's sleep. And again, it's all in one pill, so you don't have to take a whole bunch of different things in order to have a good sleep aid. And if you go over to sleepwithajw.com, you can get your bottle for 51% off, 60-day money-back guarantee. That is sleepwithajw.com. So a lot of times, whenever we hear about a big store, a Walmart, a Target, or even Even in Amazon, even though they don't have storefronts, having losses or closing or whatever, people tend to say, good riddance, they deserve it, they're absolutely terrible, how dare they run a successful business that serves millions upon millions of people, look at how rich their CEO or their founders are, wow, I definitely hate Walmart or whatever, but the thing is, these kind of stores, the way that they make money is by making the lives of poor people much, much better, and a perfect example, of this is this woman that they interviewed in the parking lot and i just really want you to not only listen to what she's saying but hear her voice how she's feeling about this closure and how devastating it is for her and for her family
5: it's a closure that will impact hundreds of portlanders
0: I was kind of shocked. It is a store that we go to for our things like, you know, laundry detergent, trash bags, the essentials.
5: Walmart is closing its only two Portland locations, leaving many customers who rely on the big box store unsure of where to go next. Amanda Paul is a regular shopper at the Walmart on Southeast 82nd. She relies on the store's affordable prices to keep her family well stocked.
0: The Safeway is the go-to store if I have to, but that's three times the prices that I would spend here. So, you know, what are we gonna do? You're going to have to go further? Well, then you got cash money, so you might as well just pay for it a safe
4: way at this point. So here you have a woman who is almost brought to tears who does the shopping for her household because she knows how crucial Walmart is to her bottom line and her ability to feed her kids. And I think that's something that gets often overlooked because the business model of a company like Walmart is to sell as much as possible at low profit margins because the volume itself is is what is going to make you money in the long term. So I decided to think about an example from my own grocery shopping life, so maybe you can understand the concept. Now, undoubtedly, you guys are aware of the fact that eggs are significantly up. In fact, if I were to walk to a corner store right now and look at a dozen eggs, I would be paying for that dozen Almost around ten dollars. We'll call it eight ninety-nine because I'm pretty sure that's the last price I saw at the little corner store. Now I don't pay eight ninety-nine. I go to a big box store, one of those uh club memberships like Costco, and I end up paying $6.99, which is still pretty high for eggs. ...for two dozen eggs, so that's not that bad, I end up doing well, and I end up saving a lot of money. Now, if I were on a fixed or lower income, obviously the decision to go to that store would be more significant in terms of the money that I get to keep, because any money that I don't spend on the expensive eggs over at the corner... ...is money that I get to spend on other things, especially if I have family or whatever. Now, that's a similar situation as is being experienced in Walmart... This woman spends a certain amount on her groceries. Walmart tries to keep prices down as much as possible, not because they're kind-hearted good people, because it's good business, and that's their business model. But now they're going away, and she's going to have to pay more for trash bags, more for groceries, more for all these various things, which is going to make her, who is already in a low-income neighborhood... Even more low income because each of her dollars essentially lost purchasing power, not just due to inflation, but due to the fact that the big box store is just packing up and leaving. Walmart says they're
5: closing both Portland locations because they were not meeting financial expectations. But customers wonder if it's shoplifters impacting the store's bottom line.
0: We got to resolve the shoplifting one way or another because that is... The problem.
4: Now, of course, the crime deniers out there immediately will jump to Walmart statements where they just say that their stores in this area are not meeting performance expectations and try to shift the blame away from the rise in retail theft. But as we talked about time and time again on this channel, Walmart, because of their business model, is uniquely vulnerable to increases in retail theft. ...as compared to other stores because they're only trying to make between 1% and 2% profit... On their transactions, if theft ends up taking up even a little bit in that area, they end up completely undermining what they're trying to do as a business, and that can be crippling. So it's not surprising to me that Walmart is closing, and even though they're saying, oh, it's just because we're not meeting expectations, a few months prior to the closing, they warned specifically about their stores and retail theft in this area and how it could eventually lead to driving them out of business so they can say right now that it's just a business decision because the stores are underperforming but a month ago you can find the reports or three months ago you could find the reports of them warning about this outcome specifically in these locations on top of that Walmart is not the only one. There's an organic food store in the same area, Portland, that is shuttering all of its locations. It's called Green Zebra. And this also might be due in part to theft.
6: Also new at 7, Green Zebra is closing all of its stores. The Portland-based convenience store chain says it will shut down its three remaining locations on March 31st. The pandemic, supply chain issues, and the economy are all blamed for the closures. Green Zebra was founded a decade ago. It was meant to be a healthier alternative to traditional convenience stores.
4: Now, this is actually specifically a specialized store. It's like organic food and all of that. And even though Whole Foods does particularly well, this kind of grocery store might be vulnerable to price shocks in a way that Walmart shouldn't be. But it seems rather interesting because one of the theories that was put forward to me in order to deny the crime issue as when it comes to Walmart was the fact that people prefer shopping in stores like this in Portland because they're all about their local businesses and their local chains. Well, the local chain five days after Walmart announced they're going out of business in terms of these stores is shutting down all 10 of its locations. And again, this is like a Portland specialty on top of that this is also something that's affecting the nike store which was actually shuttered for a complete month and then people were showing up to the store and it's not a surprise why the nike store is also not doing very good business
6: the nike community store is a fixture in northeast portland the retail giant stands tall among other storefronts along a busy stretch of martin luther king jr boulevard Look inside and you'll find racks of neatly folded Nike gear and rows of shoes, but no customers. The Nike store has been closed for
4: more than a month, and the company won't say why. Now look, to be clear... Every single one of these businesses had a myriad of factors that led to their closing. I'm sure sales are down. I'm sure profits are down in some respects because we live in an inflationary environment. People are more concerned with how they're spending money. But Nike in particular, which is kind of a high-end brand in that you're paying some premium prices for their products, seems to be even more uniquely crippled by the shoplifting epidemic based on the fact that the rules have changed significantly in portland and there's not a lot anybody can do
6: the nike community store has always had an issue with theft explained several people associated with the store although recently shoplifting has risen to new levels criminals have become more brazen stealing armloads of nike merchandise and walking out the front door with no fear of being arrested security guards contracted by nike admit they're forbidden from physically stopping shoplifters
4: So that right there is incredibly crucial. Oftentimes, you hear from absolute and utter idiots that if shoplifting was a real problem, then all of these stores would have security guards. Now, first of all, they ignore the fact that a bunch of these places have security guards. But also, they're ignoring one of the most crucial facts, which is you pay the security guard a certain amount of money based on the idea that they're going to prevent a certain amount of retail theft and therefore you are going to
2: Order now
1: FighterFlare.com flare.com.
4: be a net benefactor of this. But if you're in a city like Portland and you have security guards because you're trying to deter people from shoplifting, but the shoplifters have figured out that your security guards can't actually stop them from doing anything, then there's no real point to them having security guards in all these other locations because people aren't falling for the deterrent because they know that it's a paper tiger. It's not real. On top of that, if you do have a security guard and you're one of these retailers and they intervene and they injure the shoplifter, you could end up being sued by the shoplifter and then losing more money. Or if your security guard gets injured, then you owe some medical payments and some protections, workman's comp and all of that. So essentially, in a lot of these places where the security guards are completely dispowered, you ended up in a situation where they can't really prevent any retail theft. The only way that they're able to prevent retail theft in the city of Portland is just by being there and them being there being a deterrent to would-be shoplifters because they've rigged the system, changed up the rules to such an extent that the only thing that you could possibly do is try to scare people away. But once people figure out that that's not really a thing and they have all these other avenues to lose money through having a security guard do any enforcement – There's nothing you can do. So the Nike store completely closed despite it being fully stocked, despite it being in that area for a very long time. And it's because all these people are not only allowed to shoplift with impunity by the fact that they're not being prosecuted, but even if you spot them walking out of the store with this much merchandise, there's nothing you can do. It's
2: obvious that they've stolen something and they're looking to unload it somewhere.
6: Pastor Paul Greenidge of New Song Community Church has seen people flee the nearby Nike store with stolen shoes and clothing. I mean, you've been here a long time. 30-some years. 30-some years. Yeah. Have you anything seen anything like, like this? It's unprecedented. Nothing like this. KGW's analysis of Portland crime data found, since 2019, the Nike Community Store has reported 437 shoplifting cases to police. Citywide, that's second only to the mall 205 target police prosecutors and retailers complain shoplifting or organized retail crime is a citywide epidemic now
4: while walmart you could say oh they're underperforming in other regards clearly and obviously if nike is reporting more shoplifting incidences than any other kind of store second only to a target that's a super center that's in a mall obviously something's going horribly wrong over at that nike and they can blame the drug addicts or whatever but what we're seeing time and time again is that this is organized retail theft people know that the police aren't going to do anything people know that the prosecutor isn't going to do anything they know that the security guards aren't going to do anything so now we're seeing business after business shutter their doors in the city of portland and it just doesn't seem to add up i mean again if walmart was out competed by target then that would would be one thing but the fact is the targets in this area are on the verge of closing if people decided hey we're not going to do these big box grocery stores we're going to eat because you know it's portland we have all these trendy hipsters and buy our groceries at this fancy high-end organic place that would be one thing but guess what the fancy high-end organic place is also closing so all of these places are experiencing insane amounts of theft And there's not any consequences for it. And until that changes, and by the way, they're pushing some bills at the state level in Oregon, then we're not going to see anybody's standard of living improve. And again, the poorest law-abiding people are the most negatively affected. They're the ones most reliant on the low prices offered to buy a place like Walmart or Target or whatever. So they're the ones who are going to feel this shock the most. When you steal, when you shoplift, when you do all of this stuff, you're closing down the local stores in your area that people need in order to get the items that they need and you're forcing them to either drive further or pay higher prices or do both.
5: It's not just Amanda, but many households in the Lentz neighborhood surrounding Walmart rely on the store to meet their needs. According to a 2017 Portland State University study, the Lentz neighborhood is considered to be a food desert. This means there's no easy access to affordable groceries for one of Portland's poorest neighborhoods. At the time, the study named the Walmart and a winco near as the closest affordable stores for groceries in the neighborhood after March 24th there will be just Winco
4: now you have this whole variety of businesses closing in this area and this also has a negative impact on people and on the community because one of the things that actually drives up crime is is blight. These people are creating situations where no business can operate in this area. So they're going to shutter. Eventually the windows are going to be broken. It's going to be boarded up and the neighborhood is going to look really bad. And that's going to draw an even worse crowd to that area. So essentially Portland, Southeast Portland is sowing the seeds of their own destruction. And it's really sad to watch, but this is basically what you are on the path for or what these people ended up voting for when they backed all these left-wing crazy politicians this is the place where black lives matter and antifa rioting went on the most and was unchallenged the most and it's not a surprise that this level of lawlessness is continuing we have the everyday looting the everyday lawlessness and that is leading to Portland down a path to which they're going to face some serious consequences if they don't reverse course immediately. Over the past four months, several businesses have closed
6: their doors because of crime and security concerns, including a Cracker Barrel, Stanford's and a couple Starbucks locations. The Nike store is especially noteworthy because of its history.
2: The credit goes to the black community.
6: Ron Hernan, along with the Black United this Front, this approached Nike 38 years ago and urged the company to build its first-ever factory store on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, then called Union Avenue,
2: an area once plagued by crime and violence. Many credit development that began to occur on uh, MLK to nike's commitment
4: isn't that absolutely wild that nike store in particular moves into this area not because they thought it would be a profitable kind of thing but because they were convinced by locals in the black community to invest and believe in this area and for 40 years essentially it worked out perfectly fine. This store even agreed to donate a portion of its profits to help build up the community, and it's one of the reasons why, according to the activists that advocated for this, Southeast Portland started to develop, because a lot of places said, well, if Nike is moving here, then we should move here.
6: When the Nike Portland factory store opened in 1984, it pledged to donate a portion of the store's profits to community-based nonprofits. (laughs) Those who shop here and buy here spend money here we'll have a part of that profit returned back to the community since then the nike stores donated more than a million dollars to the north and northeast portland community in 2000 it moved to a new building after outgrowing the nike stores original location
4: and for 40 years and by the way this is 1980s 1990s the height of the crime wave this store was allowed to operate Perfectly fine. In fact, they were so successful, they ended up moving to a bigger location because they got so much bigger that they couldn't work in their regular location. The Boulevard even got named Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard after there. So they predate that naming of the boulevard. People were happy. It was integrated in the community. But all of a sudden, post Black Lives Matter riots, when Portland went ultra woke, criminal justice reform and all that, they can't hang anymore. They can't handle it. It's not like black people stop liking Nikes or anything like that. In fact, they're stealing them in record numbers because people don't appreciate what you did for them in the past at all. Nike was in this community well before this community had any serious businesses, and now they're amongst the first to go out. They've been closed for a month. A staple in that area is about to shut down, along with all these other stores that people are dependent on. It's really sad to see, but again, this is what Portland asked for when they voted for for these progressive Democrats. This is what they begged for when they decided that Antifa was not a big deal. It was something to be supported.
2: It's not just me. So many people in the community are proud of it. But the ongoing issues with theft has raised concerns about the store's future. What's occurring with Nike is very symptomatic of what's happening with people and organizations and businesses all over portland
4: and while i am happy to see that the original advocates for private development not development through the government through public works projects actually showed up and they're still showing up for this nike store that actually changed the face of this area want this to stop In reality, it's not enough because the Wokies have taken over. The people who shop at those organic food stores don't think that it's okay to police theft in poor neighborhoods because they have no expectations of behavior from poor people or from minorities. Weirdly, we're experiencing this like woke racism against these minorities. That's all about saving them. It's basically like the new white man's burden for progressive white people. And it's sad because it's just obliterating this area it's not just nike it's not just walmart it's all these various stores all with the same complaints and yet the progressive leftists are totally in denial about it they'll say hey look crime wasn't as bad as the 1990s but the thing is competition wasn't as serious in the 1990s as it is now margins were much higher for companies like this because now everybody's competing to give you the most amount of stuff at the cheapest price and that's leading to them being more and more vulnerable to these kinds of thefts So you could say it's just walmart it's just target it's just cvs it's just walgreens it's just nike it's just all these other various stores but in reality that is the economic engine for the community. These are places that are relied upon by the community. And just because they have big, scary corporate logos doesn't mean it's acceptable to drive them out of business and that there aren't serious consequences for real everyday people when these stores disappear. I know the people of Walmart is a very popular account where you look at all the weirdos that shop there. But in reality, this is a place that people are dependent on, especially low-income people in the united states of america and maybe crapping on how they look when they shop has desensitized you to what happens when these stores close because what you're seeing in all those things is that the people who shop there there are many of them and they actually quite dependent on these stores in order to save them money and not having them makes them significantly broker price increases are more harsh against them than any other group of people in this country but hey those are just my thoughts. So Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. If you liked the video, show them by leaving a like. Subscribe for more content. Follow me on all my social media. Support me via the support links in the description of this video. This has been me talking about the massive closures in Portland. Till next time.
2: out